0: hello we're back with another recording (laughs) okay so um this is the third chapter and i'm gonna start reading it for evie land finally the water was beautiful and we had docked right next to a river i could see the end of the river a waterfall it was spectacular everyone set up camp with lavish tents heavy duty sleeping bags and iced glasses of water wait where did they get ice Oh wait, this is the Divice ship. We're filthy rich. So rich that after a trip on a boat, we're out in the wilderness with iced glasses of water. I'm so privileged that I've never had a lukewarm glass of water. I know how people always say, be careful what you wish for, but I wish I could meet someone from Hetera or Artis. They must have amazing, loving families. I barely even saw my mom. Honestly, I'm lucky that I got put on this boat. Or else I'd have to face the wrath of my parents. Evie, why have you done this? You've pretty much ruined my career, my father stated before I left. Evie Miria, do you know what your name means? Prosperity. You've ruined our reputation and I'm greatly disappointed. Even my mom hates me. I just had to leave. Although it wasn't my choice to be here, I'm pretty glad that I am. That's why I decided to explore the island. As the sun was setting, I ran off. These people weren't worth watching the sunset with. I climbed up a rock, a grueling exercise, I don't recommend it, and I sat on top of it. The sunset was astounding, and I never wanted to leave. In some ways, I miss my home. I started thinking about the sunsets in Diviche, that I would watch with my servant friend. The balcony of my house gave the best view, the water reflecting the vibrant sky, the clouds turning a shade of pink as the sun dipped under the horizon. I miss the small blue pastries the baker would serve for me on holidays. They were scrumptious, by the way. I missed the family movie nights in which my parents got off work early in a desperate attempt to keep the family together. We would all snuggle up in blankets and recline the couch to watch some random movie. My parents would sit on opposite sides of the couch as I watched the movie happily. After all of that thinking, I was ready to go back and lay in my heavy-duty sleeping bag. Just then, I heard leaves rustle. I was terrified. I know what you might be thinking. But Evie, why are you so scared? It was dark. And I'm not used to being in the dark without a chaperone, especially not in the wilderness. Although it may look obvious, I'm a little scared of the dark, but if anyone finds this journal, I'm denying it. Anyways, I saw a a shadowy figure move past. I know most people would bolt, but I was frozen in fear. I slowly reached for my knife and approached the shadowy figure. I grabbed her and put a knife to her throat. I know, this sound might sound a bit overboard, but I was taking precaution. Ah! I dropped my knife as I was startled, and I quickly put my hand over her mouth. She was shaking. Almost immediately, a teardrop hit my hand. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay, and now it is Carter's turn, Sorry, this got a bit out of order. Okay. Well, this was my bad. I was among the first to be knocked off the ship in the explosion. My back hit the water like a wall of bricks, and as I fell through, I, I had been knocked and it felt as though I had been knocked out. Knocked out but conscious. I couldn't move, my ears still ringing from the explosion up on deck. Water floated my mouth and seeped into my lungs and throat, but I couldn't do anything about it. Salt burned my eyes as it sank deeper and deeper into the depths. Was this it? Would I never make it to the island? Would I never see my... The last thought. The last thought jarred something in me. Within the next few seconds, I could move. I kicked up to the surface with determination and gulped in the cold air once my head broke through the surface. I coughed up seawater and swam weakly over to a floating barrel, holding onto it so I wouldn't sink again. Then the barrel stirred another thought. Oh no. Blair. What if he was hurt? Ugh, I'm such an idiot. I should have known better than not to touch anything that I was specifically told not to, but here we are. My curious side got the best of me and I accidentally caused an explosion that was now sinking the ship. People jumped off the ship and dove into the water, grabbing hold of things to stay afloat. But by now the ship had caught fire, smoke rose into the air, making it difficult to breathe. I felt my grip on the barrel slipping off when suddenly, Carter, Carter, where are you? Blair, I turned in the water to see where I heard his voice from. Standing on a thin strip of beach, the island was Blair. I could barely make him out, but he was soaked to the bone in salt water. Blair, I tried to shout, but my words caught some, but my words came out sluggish and quiet. I was tired, exhausted every part of my body was throbbing. But despite this, I started kicking. I held on to the barrel to keep that kept me afloat and paddled over to shore. Carter, there you are, he said once he spotted me among the waves, running over and pulling me up to the beach. Don't scare me like that. I lay flat on, on my back for a moment, trying to catch my breath. The air felt good. It certainly, it certainly beat water. I glanced over at the barrel, which lit, tipped over beside me. I patted it gently, and a wry smile came to my face as I looked up at Blair. Hey, I found your buddy, I giggled lightly. He rolled his eyes, like he was thoroughly exhausted with my sense of humor. Ha ha, I've got something for you too. He reached into his bag, a leather satchel, and pulled out a soggy wet book. My eyes flashed with, re- with re- recognition. My journal! Yeah, I saw it floating next to me, next to some boxes. It's a bit wet, but we can dry it out, he said as he handed it to me. Thanks for grabbing it. I smiled. No problem. For a moment there was silence, and I was able to take in the situation. We had made it to the island. The thin strip of beach we were connected was we were on connected to a rocky cliff lined with caves and waterfalls. In the distance, people were rowing away in smaller boats from the sinking ship. None of them came in our direction. Are we stuck here? I asked, turning towards Blair. A perplexed look crossed over his fa- face, and he nodded a bit. Yep, looks like it. We should find some shelter for the night. Maybe one of those caves? He pointed at one of the caves in the cliffside. "Sure," I muttered through gritted teeth. Though I would never admit this to him, I was afraid of the dark.
0: Seems cozy. Okay, so this is we're on Lotus's mm-hmm. part now. Okay. You'd think picking flowers for someone would get some kind of reward. Instead, I got a knife against my throat. He clamped his hand over my mouth, and I couldn't help but cry. I went out to go pick flowers for Hannah. I got lost, and now I'm crying into the hand of a stranger. Do you know how bad I felt? People were probably looking for me, like when I got lost at the strawberry farm in Hedera. My parents spent hours looking for me while I was picking strawberries. I felt so guilty. This was horrible, and I would never see anyone ever again. Okay, maybe I'm being a bit dramatic, but it seemed like a life or death situation at the moment. Wow. Trying to speak with someone's hand on your mouth is hard. He removed his hand from my face. Who are you? I asked him. If he's gonna kidnap me, I at least have to know his name. It's common courtesy. Evy Miria, but you can call me Evie if it's easier. What a cool name, Evy Miria. I think I've heard that before. Is your dad that one guy on the billboard's Okay, I admit, that wasn't very specific, but I seem to have got a reaction from him. Oh my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. He sighed. People only know me because of my dad. Yeah, he's definitely from Divice. Why were you crying, he asked. I honestly didn't want to tell him. What do you want to know? You're just a random kidnapper from Divice that doesn't care about anyone else except yourself. Whoa, is that the stereotype is for people that live in Diviche? Wow, harsh. My life sucks. My parents have pretty much hate each other and well, you wouldn't care. Well now I just feel bad. I'm sorry, it's just that everyone I meet from Diviche has been selfish, so I assumed you would be. Maybe my captor isn't that mean. <laughs> he sat down on a big rock. You never told me your name. The name is Lotus. I'll be honest, I wanted to sound tough. Because I am. I could have snatched his knife from the ground and stabbed him, but I was getting kinda interested in his backstory. So life isn't perfect in DiVice? Is your picket fence a bit broken? Sarcastic comments make me sound powerful. I should use them more. I'm not saying that my life was worse than yours. Great, because my life was worse. How so? I was starved and punished for not working hard. Usually I don't like talking about my backstory to most people, but this Evie guy was very welcoming. Oh, that's horrible. What kingdom do you live in? I bet he'll find the answer surprising. Hetera, He almost gasped very loudly, but he held it in. But don't you guys get unlimited food there? I was dumbfounded. What is the thinking behind this? No one can have unlimited food. It's impossible. The food was sent to artists and rationed in hetero. What can I say? Evie, where are you? It's time to brush teeth, I heard someone shout. I held in a laugh. They brush their teeth here? Willfully? Dang, that's Divache for you. Bye, Evie exclaimed. I think he forgot that he was kidnapping me. As I was wandering off to try and find my camp again, I heard screams. I ran towards them, obviously. And now here's Adolin. It's hard to write in a journal with your hands tied, literally. As it
1: turns out, late at night while I was asleep, we spotted land. The captain decided to wait until morning before we went ashore, as the island might be dangerous at night. So they waited until the sun rose out from under the teal waves across the horizon before waking everyone up. One by one, people filed into smaller boats and sailed over the island's beach. I was among the last to leave, thrown in the back with the chickens and barrels. My wrists were were tied again. And my journal was confiscated like they could keep it from from me for long i have to admit i've grown quite fond of the thing and within an hour of docking i snatched it back from the guy when he wasn't listening i mean looking we got when we got to the island i was a bit disappointed i have no idea what i was expecting pink sand white trees unicorns maybe instead we got normal sand and rocks and the stench of seaweed washed up by waves rotting on the beach it definitely wasn't the magical wonderland I had been expecting. We hiked up to the beach, our feet dragging through the pale white sand, unloading boats and, and hauling s- supplies up the beach. At the edge of sand was a thick line of bright green palm trees and bushes, with the occasional vibrant flowers or two emerging from the overgrowth. But it seemed dark, dense, uninviting. I shivered at the thought of what roamed inside the jungle, though my mind never got the chance to wander. As, a su- as suddenly the captain cleared his throat to address the group. All right, gentlemen, before we explore the rest of this island, we need to set up a camp, and I expect everyone to pitch in. Then he turned his attention to me, his, mur- his murky yellow eyes narrowing in- into a glare like golden daggers. Except for the thief, she can sit aside and stay out of the way. I rolled my eyes and sent him my best dirty look, which I can proudly say I, I perfected during my time on the ship, Rather roughly, I was dragged back to one of the boats and sat down on one of its benches. One man stayed back and watched me like a guard dog, while the others pitched tents, pitch and made campfires from driftwood. Well, at least I can relax a bit, I thought, lean, leaning back in my seat. The ropes securing my wrists were less than comfortable, binding them tightly and rubbing against my against the skin. I'll need to get out of them later. I was still tired from being abruptly woken up at such early hours, and was starting to nod off when I heard a, a gruff voice speaking to me. So, you're a thief? Said the man who was watching me. He was rather tall, possibly a foot taller than me, and had curly blonde, and had a curly blonde beard and soft brown eyes. His build was stocky and muscular, like he could get in a fight with a bear and possibly win. I rolled my eyes. No, I'm the princess of Divice. Yes, I'm a thief. Where have you been this whole voyage? He flushed, embarrassed uh, never mind. You seem awful young to be a thief. Sixteen, I'm surprised. What cause you to pick a life of crime? Now I was getting a bit irritated. One, I'm surprised you're surprised. Two, none of your concern. Why do you care anyways? He looked down, then did something that surprised me. He sat down next to me, his weight shifting the boat a bit in the sand. I never used to care much for thieves. Pickpockets, scum of the streets, living with the rats and stealing whatever appeals to them. Where are you going with this? But then I lost everything. We were never able to sell anything in the market where we lived in and had, and had to give up our home. Then my wife left me and my daughter to fend for ourselves. I've had to resort to stealing necessities, so had my daughter. She's nine, nine, and for the past year, we've been living in deserted alleyways and begging, taking what we can. The man choked up at, as his story spilled from his lips with faint st- streams of tears from his eyes. I was, tur- I, I was turned away from him, so I couldn't, so he couldn't see my expression. I didn't know why this man was opening up to me, but the details seemed all too familiar. I finally understood how, it was, how hard it was to live on the streets, surviving on what you stole from others. Then I was offered to come to this island. They said if I agreed, they would help us, give us a home, help us start a new life, for my baby girl. There was silence for a long time, when I finally I spoke up and my voice was smaller than I intended. What's her name? Poppy. That's pretty. It is. It was her mother's. Another beat of silence. And yours? Axel, he replied steadily. A bit stronger. I couldn't help but smile a bit as I regained confidence, but didn't show that to him. Well, it's nice to meet you, Axel. Likewise, he said with a huff, wiping his eyes. And you? Why did you come on this journey to the Island of Hope? I shrugged. Well, it was either this or the inside of a, of a jail cell for 20 or so years. I was offered release if I agreed to come along. He nodded a bit, and I could tell the conversation had ended. Despite this, he didn't move from his spot beside me, nor did I beside him. Stirring in the empty pot of my stomach with, where breakfast should have been was an entirely new feeling, one I hadn't felt in years and still couldn't quite place as I laid in silence. Comfort? Yeah, that sounded right. I hadn't felt emotionally comfortable in... Well, a long time. And from that comfort, another feeling sprouted. One that wasn't unfamiliar, but still fed out of place. Bliss? Contentment? But of course, that euphoria was cut short. All of a sudden, an arrow whizzed through the air. I could hear its whistle as it sailed in our direction, and Axel's cry of pain as it nicked his shoulder before stabbing into the sandy ground. Axel! I cried instinctively, getting up to help him. But he held up an arm to stop me and pressed his other hand to the wound instinctively. I'm fine, he said through a grimace, just a scratch. Then we both turned our attention to where the arrow had fired from. Emerging from the tree line was about half a dozen people, none of which I recognized from our ship. They held bows decorated in flowers and skulls, and swords with curved ways and shining in the spotlight. I couldn't make out any distinct traits from, from the, of the people. They moved as swiftly and quickly as the, as the arrow had. Chaos erupted. Our people started shouting reaching for firearms and other weapons. Within seconds, blades were clashing, and sparks flew in every direction. Despite being outnumbered, the, strain- the strange people from the forest clearly had the upper hand. They tore th- through tents, tipping over barrels and shoving the stuff in the fire. Those who lost the fights, mainly those from our ship, were dragged into the treeline unconscious. I was frozen, terrified. Then Axel gr- grabbed my shoulder and shook it vigorously, snapping it, snapping it out of my shock state. Look, kid, you need to get out of here, he said, looking at me straight in the eyes. Sweat ran down his forehead and he seemed dazed. Was the arrow poisoned? If we don't manage to escape, and you do, take care of Poppy for me, all right? She's living with one of the noble families. You seem strong. No, you must be strong. Be strong for her, okay? Once again, I was frozen. Why? How can you trust me? Go! I didn't have any other choice. With slight difficulty, I hopped out of the boat and held the journal close to my chest. Axel noticed it, but said nothing. Casting one last glance at the lonely father, I sprinted away from down the beach. The attackers didn't notice me. I ran and ran as fast as I could down the beach before spotting a small cave in the side of a cliff and hiding inside. It wasn't a very deep cave, but deep enough where I could be veiled by its shadows. Now I'm writing in the journal again. It's a bit harder now with my hands tied, but doable. I can't stop thinking about Axel. Did he really just trust me with his daughter whom I've never met? "'What was I? Her godmother now?' "'He must have been delirious,' I, p- I thought. "'But what if What if he does trust me?' "'The thought surprised me, to say the least. "'Even I wouldn't trust myself if I were in his shoes. "'My head was spinning around and around in confusion, "'so I t- tried to push that topic aside for now "'and grasped onto the new hard reality. "'I had escaped. "'Everyone else was likely captured, or worse. "'And now I was alone in, complete- in a completely new territory.' The markets were easy, at least I knew my way around them. But an island? That's different. I should probably rest a bit now, wait, for the, wait out the attackers. Then I'll have to find, find a way to untie myself.
0: Check back in later. Okay, so this is Blair. Carter is like my brother. I feel obliged to protect him at any chance I get. When the boat was sinking and he was gone, I felt it was my fault. I hadn't been near him. As I'm settled in this cave writing, I hope he doesn't see this. He'll probably make a joke about it. This cave is spooky, he said as we walked into the cave. Now now that all of the adrenaline was out of me, I felt tired, hungry, and thirsty. Carter, are you hungry? I'm starved. Why? We've got to find food. Not right now. It's too dark. He was right, but I still decided to walk out of the cave. Blair, what the heck are you doing? I heard Carter say. It's a trick I learned from the people in Hetera, I stated, while running my fingers through a bush to find berries. You live in Hetera? I never said that. I kept looking for berries. I love making people confused about where I actually ac- where I actually live. Truthfully, I just wander between the four kingdoms. I learned a trick to finding berries from the people in Hetera. They were almost always hungry there, so they taught this to me. Look for berries in groups. Blue and purple ones are usually safe to eat, I informed him. So you're a berry picker. Ugh fourteen year olds. Must you simplify everything? Whatever, I'm going back in the cave. While he was writing and drying <laughs> while he was writing sorry <laughs> while he was writing in and drying his journal, I looked for berries. After an hour of finding lots of yellow and white, lots of white and yellow, poisonous berries, I saw a clump of purple berries. I grabbed the whole cluster and ran back to the cave to find that Carter wasn't there. Carter, I was panicking. I had just found him for him to disappear. I ate a berry and set off to find him. Okay, so that that's is, this chapter three. That's the end. <laughs> Sorry if we made some grammar mistakes, mm-hmm. but like that was. That was fun. Yay. (laughs)